Welcome to With Them Sounding Board, a podcast sharing powerful business tips, insights, and trends for those seeking to become a rock star in their industry. Thanks for joining our podcast today. I'm Kim Gordon. I'm joined by Walter Marcus, and today's topic is to discuss the digitization of a supply chain, why you would want to do it, and more importantly, how you would go about even doing this. When you look at changing your supply chain strategy, there's a few goals you have to have in mind. One of them is to increase your resiliency. Now, when you think about resiliency, this means weathering the elements in a way. So weathering the political environment, changes that are going on in the world. And this is not just discussing the coronavirus pandemic right now. We're talking about, for example, in 2018, there was a whole U.S. and China trade war, which political basically politicalized trade with all the tariffs. You have to be able to anticipate changes in your environment ahead of time and also fortify your supply chain to where it minimizes the risks imposed by those changes. Because the rest of your competition is also looking at innovating their processes to weather the storm as well. Now, as the global economy stabilizes, customers and suppliers will be thinking about the pros and cons of diversifying and reshoring supply chains to protect against future shocks. You want to enable, uh, with resiliency, also the agility, right? So you have to be very adaptive as those shocks come and go. Sometimes this means digitizing when you're going through the shocks in order to remain, keep your business afloat, as well as anticipating ahead of time or after the fact. Now, I want to also discuss the how you're going to move your supply chain network, what your current model is, and where you potentially want to be. So the traditional model of supply chain is usually like a linear framework. So usually you have an overarching plan, then you have separate siloed sourcing methods, you have your customers on the receiving end, but you know, with your whole value chain, different elements arise that affect the flow of goods, the, f- the flow of finances throughout this chain. Now, when you have silos, the transfer of this data along your value chain is, is stunted. It doesn't always feed back into the overall plan. Now, what a lot of supply chain networks are doing to get beyond this linear model is to really get into an interconnected network. And then the core of this interconnected network is your data. It's access to the data, and it's also behavioral changes within your supply chain system. So instead of thinking of, you know, everything's linear, there's just one point of contact, it's how does this one decision, how does this one delay in a shipment of goods impact the whole value chain? And how does that communication made known to the rest of those parties? And then I'm going to hand it off to Walter Mercus. He's going to discuss more about the approach to analyzing your digital supply chain and how to find opportunities to improve. Excellent. Thanks, Kim. You know, as I love how you sort of walk through the digitizing of the supply chains. And it's really, if you think about it, it's about anything inventory. And, you know, the ability to move things digitally starts to reduce the amount of paper we walk down the halls in everybody's today's in today's business where we, uh, you know, we might receive a good and we stamp it and we walk it down the hall to somebody. A digital network, digitization of that whole supply chain network connects our vendor, our suppliers, with our receiving folks, with our warehouse folks, with the finance team, and ultimately with our outbound logistics 
and getting that product to our customers who would also be connected. Hey, Mr. Customer, Miss Customer, your product is on its way. We look forward to hearing back from you soon. All these kinds of things really enhance the way we look at the value chain and walk through it. As we start to think about what we might do, I think as uh, you know, in terms of understanding and an assessment, I think the biggest thing to understand is if you're going about doing this internally, there's a few things. You have to understand, are you ready as an, as an organization and a firm? Are you digitally ready? And what is your maturity model to deal with moving to that model? And so, you know, affectionately, people, process, technology, data all come into these things. And, and you've probably, if you've been on any of our podcasts before, they're all about customer journey and an approach. But a customer journey allows you to sort of look through anything inventory in the supply and value chain from pre-warehouse, warehouse, outbound, and all the way after, and, and that full extent of the value chain, and really focus on all of the people and the processes and interactions between those groups. Is it, And by taking that time to understand the customer journey, you really do uh, uh, dig into those processes and understand your supply chain and where you are. What ends up happening by going through that process is you start to look at where is your maturity? What are your goals for digital and how are you going to get there? What a lot of folks do is they, uh, as they start to think through digital transformation, they start to think through what are the things we need to get at? Do we just have to go buy a system and, and now we're digitally ready? What kind of improvements do we need to do? How do we adopt our people and, and, and help them be better at what they do? And all of that comes into play as you go through and do it. We're going to talk about two parts of that cycle today. And we're going to talk a little bit about digital transformation readiness. And we're going to talk about maturity model. When we do these things, and we come up with ideas and plans, improvement opportunities, or a business case or a proof of concept, we ultimately want to get to a place that we are able to measure, track, and put a defined spend on it and, and get better and improve our sophistication in the supply chain. Affectionately, if, if you're looking or considering this, bucket it in three phases a current state, a future state, and an options to consider. This three-step approach, something we use here at Witham, but this three-step approach is a really good way to define your analysis. Where are you today? Where are we? And understand your maturity model. So if we have folks that are not leveraging current technologies or, or struggle with the current technologies, things like uh, aren't really that adept at Excel or building out any of those other tools that we use for analytics, they're also going to struggle here. And we have to figure out how we're going to work with those folks to help get them better. So in the maturity model, we're looking at how these people will be able to handle some of those areas. And, and Kim will explain some of that in a, in a second as we, as we get to the gaps between a maturity model. And so you go through all of that and you get the digital readiness assessment. And we truly ask ourselves questions. And this is where uh, most organizations are are answer the questions in where they'd like to be rather than where they are today. Ultimately, that's the current state. And you'll come up with a summary of ideas and options for digital where that will help you improve and guide you. What you're gonna do there is as a group, as an organization and your people is align on those improvement opportunities. Key is alignment here. What is our budget? How much are we gonna spend? What's our business case? How are we gonna define and build it? And most importantly, who's responsible and accountable to get us there? And as we put all that together, that whole thing can be called a digital transformation roadmap or 
opportunities for improvement, et cetera. You hear all sorts of interchangeable terms, but how are we going to get there? And let's define that and spend some time. Kim, I'm going to turn it back over to you as we start to think about a synchronized planning maturity model. And we start to think about companies in varying degrees. And that's really what a maturity model is. So why don't I hand it over to you to explain sort of the maturity model and some of the gaps that we might see. When you're looking at a maturity model, it's not a, a universal set in stone thing. So it's like it's not like we we were a little marginal in our, how we operate today and we want to get to an innovative place. It's really segmented, like really prioritizing different elements of your supply chain. And it's you may think that, OK, we can be competitive, for example, in intelligent demand management. That's where we want to get to. But for responsive demand supply matching, for example, for that element, we want to get really innovative. So it's really it's it's identifying all those key areas, prioritizing what where you want to improve, as well as gauging where you are at with those areas. Now, the idea here is to really not only look at each different element um, th that you need to gauge your maturity for, but it's really identify what's most important for your business. So for some, for one business, it could have a whole list of things that may not be important for you. So there's no set in stone way. You would really need to be responsible for talking to all your stakeholders and deciding what's most important for your model and then judging the maturity based upon that and where would you, you would like to evolve. So we typically at Witham like to define maturity model in three categories for supply chain. So there's marginal, competitive, and innovative. So you may not necessarily want to be innovative on all those categories. Competitive is just enough. And if you decide that you're in a marginal place today, whatever that gap is, is where what we need to work on. Referring back to what Wally was saying, when you do a current state analysis, you're real. That's really what it is. You're looking at okay, we're in a marginal position today. We want to get to competitive. That gap is what we have to solve for. That's the, that's where we have to start devising strategies to get to that point. Now, I want to also discuss how, with the maturity model, it's not just about your internal operations. It's really how can you change the behaviors of your vendors? How does your customers interact with you? It's the external stakeholders involved as well as your internal because that they are equally as part of the process and they can be the bottlenecks if you don't include them into gauging how they interact with your business today. You can improve everything else internally, but if those pieces remain the same, then you can have an inhibition on your hands. Now I'm going to hand it back over to Wally because he's going to discuss how do we know that we're digitally ready or how do we gauge digital readiness? Yeah, thanks. Uh, you know, digital readiness is interesting because it's all things to different people, but really we're evaluating what is our risk? What's our exposure here as we try to move down this pathway? You know, some of the mistakes we see a lot of folks doing is trying to take too big of a bite or boil the ocean, whichever term you want to use, but just to take on a big, big project when they're not ready. So if I have a lower maturity state, putting all kinds of money and all kinds of people on something to rapidly increase that, that maturity level may not be the best thing for you. So really maturity level and digital readiness go hand in hand. Are you ready to do it? And what level are you starting from? And remember, just because an organization might be more advanced on the maturity model doesn't mean they're digitally ready. And so what we tend to do on our, our digital readiness assessments and spectrums is understand 
do you truly get there are digital benefits? What is the value generation? What are you trying to get to? Are you trying to be more innovative? Are you trying to reduce costs? Trying to uh, get to a place where our customer experience is better? What are you trying to drive out of that um, digital transformation? And in there, where are we exposing our, ourselves as an organization? So are you, are you exposed from a security standpoint? Are we keeping up or pushing beyond our customers' expectations and their sophistication? If we plan to be extremely sophisticated and our customer buying group and the buyer and our, the people that support our organization are not, then we have to challenge ourselves in our way of thinking or at least make sure we've thought through what that customer experience will look like as we innovate internally. So as you work through those questions and what questions you're planning to ask, those are the areas that you should try and focus on. Is our executive team bought in to, uh, to uh, transformation? Do we have a clear organizational strategy for the digital transformation? Uh, how are we gonna measure it? So we get there, how do we know we improved it all or are we just gonna simply, is it a hope and a prayer? Those are all things that come out of the maturity model that help us understand where you are at. Um, how much training have you done internally? How much training do you plan on doing? What is your investment in your people in terms of training? This human-centric approach to transformation. So it's not just about buying a technology. Uh, and if we put that technology in, we're good. It's about what technology we do, do we need that's right for organization. And we are gonna invest heavily in our organization as a whole not just the technology, but we're going to look at altered ways of doing our processes. We are going to help our people become better at what they do. And ultimately, we're going to drive to a place that we can share data to make more informed decisions right clean across the entire uh, value chain. And I think that whole piece uh, for us here at Witham is all about understanding the value chain, where you're trying to get to, uh, and really look at ways to um, ask the right questions internally and get you to where you need. And, and I'm going to turn it back to you, Kim, to, to talk a little bit about, you know, what to expect and, and close this out. Right. And I, I want to first say that digital readiness, um, and once you get to the digitization of your supply chain, you're going to avoid a lot of pitfalls that supply chains are currently going through because right now, supply chains really lack global resilience and are breaking down in the face of multi-country disruptions. Their operations are becoming more costly and oftentimes they represent the company's highest costs. Also, sustainability has been a huge issue, not only in terms of environmental impacts, but just how sustainable are you in your practices, meaning how much waste is there, because that also carries a dollar value cost. You need the bridge to gap for talent gaps across supply chain operations because like with anything else, talent needs to evolve over time with the changes that you're making. So whereas before, for example, you were outsourcing to an Asian country and now you want to bring it more domestically, well, now you have to develop that workforce in-house. So you have to really solve for talent gaps when you're changing your strategy. Um, and then finally, you also have to solve for maybe a rigidness, a lack of flexibility that prevents you from being able to really adapt to um, the political landscape, um, the, the, the state of trade as it is today. So 
really what to expect is to solve for all those elements. And I think those are the core of why you would want to digitize your supply chain. But I think this is a great discussion and there's so much more to cover on supply chain strategies beyond digitization. I, I alluded to briefly the localization of supply chains and then maybe that'll be on the, the next episode. So thanks for tuning in and we'll see you soon. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you'll be first in line to hear what's coming next. Don't want to wait for our next episode? Check us out at Witham.com. That's W-I-T-H-U-M dot com.